0: I'm Dan Reefer with Fox 56, along with Kyle Tucker of The Athletic. And if you listen to Locked On Kentucky on a regular basis, you're going to get info on the cats that you won't get anywhere else. And you also get info like this. We're going to talk a little bit about Black Friday, Christmas, stuff like that. Just a little bit, because we're definitely going to get into the Governor's Cup. We'll have over-unders. We'll give our predictions. In the final segment, we'll give our predictions, but... um, I don't know how you spend your your Black Friday. Do you do you usually go shopping? Does your wife go shopping? Anybody in the family?
1: I have gone a few times. My wife has no interest in it. She she's like that's good. She, she goes to bed. Uh, well, because now it's like the Thursday night, right? Don't they right. now? Don't they launch it like? Yeah. It's so stupid. It keeps in, it encroaching is. further and further and further. Uh, just total corporate greed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that uh,
0: stuff drives me crazy. It's just ridiculous.
1: So she's not definitely not doing the, the late Thursday night. And then, you know, Friday, it's just like, let's lay around and eat leftovers. Um, yes. We're big, like, binge TV movie people. Uh, mm-hmm. And I got myself some uh, movie chair recliners and a big old TV now in the house we moved into a couple years ago. And so on holidays like this, man, it's like big furry blanket and don't get up but uh, <laughs> but uh my my best black friday i've gone a couple times when we've had a family or been in town with our family or had them here with my father-in-law and brother-in-law because they're kind of gadget people and we'll go see what we can see yeah. um but what i guess it was last year actually they were here in lexington and we went out, and uh, it was a just a nightmare out at the mall. I mean, it, right. was, it was awful. And uh, so we were just sitting in the car waiting on uh, my brother and I were sitting in the car waiting on uh, Jenny's dad. And my brother in law was like, "Oh man, all my friends are uh, posting about on Facebook about how they got this great deal on Ray Bans, this crazy Black Friday deal on Ray Bans." And here's the link. And I was like, "Oh shoot!" Like I, I we went to it in the car, and it was like. They had every kind, every style of Ray-Ban. And they were all, they were each, each pair was like $10. And I'm like, this is crazy. Wow. Like this yeah, doesn't, that... like it was way too good to be true. I mean, right. like nothing, but it looked legitimate. Like the website looked legitimate. They had like, you know, sortable like photos of every style and right all this stuff. So we just went crazy. We ordered like 10 pair between us. <laughs> all these different styles and I was so pumped and like almost as soon as it was one of those deals were almost as soon I'm not super gullible about cons you know but right almost as soon as i per- hit purchase I thought this is not this is not good <laughs> and then I think I got like a confirmation email from like China yes and I was like okay this is not I'm never yeah. getting glasses right yeah well then like two weeks later um a package showed up on my front porch and i was like it was you know the the company and i ripped this thing open it ended up being a trash bag that was just like duct taped all around the outside <laughs> and i opened it up and it has like the worst fake ray-ban boxes like they came in boxes <laughs> they had the ray-ban thing but they were if you really look it was they were Roy Bonds
0: <laughs> the,
1: the, 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 uh, the O's were A's <laughs> Roy Bonds and, oh that's great and they were dude every pair was exactly the same there were these, <laughs> these, there were these crappy like flimsy plastic knockoff Ray-Bans and they were like women's frames
0: Oh man.
1: Like like the big bubble, like bug yes. eyed looking ones. And then yeah. one pair was different and it was like a bright red leopard <laughs> leopard <laughs> frame. And uh, they were I mean, it was it was amazing.
0: I mean they were the bad. worst
1: they were the worst possible fakes. Uh so that's my that's my Black Friday story.
0: I, I don't like to go out at all. My wife occasionally, you know, every so often she will want to go to like the outlet mall in Simpsonville or the outlet shops up there where they have, I guess maybe like Thanksgiving night, they have these crazy deals. And the only time I can remember going is we needed a refrigerator. And like one of these places was having this crazy markdown on refrigerators, some, you know, appliance store. And so we stood in line that night and wound up getting like, you know, $1,500 off of a refrigerator Yeah, we we
1: actually might do that this year. We actually need a couple of appliances, and we've been saying for months that we just wait till Black Friday.
0: Yeah, it's a good time to do it. There was actually a TV reporter uh, several years ago who went out and was at, like, maybe Hamburg or somewhere like that and and said, don't come out here. Whatever you do, if, I mean, because the whole story was about, you know, local business and all this, and the reporter basically said, don't don't even come out of your house. This is crazy out here. It's mad. Don't there's no reason to come out here. There's really good <laughs> deals you can get online. Just go do that online and she wound up getting fired. Are you because, serious? Yeah, because I mean, she's she was basically you know, telling people not to support the local economy. <laughs> and <laughs> the story was about the local economy. I mean, she completely yeah, screwed that's, that up. But that's pretty uh, bad but i my, agree with her i totally agree with her yeah i'm not going to cuz my setup at my house i have one large screen tv and then two smaller TVs next to it with uh, so that i can watch three games at once so yes. so that you that's, should never leave your couch and there's right.
1: this is a great uh i can't remember if we talked about this or not but this is a great slate of uh friday college football games
0: oh my gosh it's best i can remember i i, I really i don't I just don't remember Friday being this good as far as college football goes in the past um, from, from noon till, till night. I mean, yeah. Um,
1: yeah. There's in like basically an ACC play in game to start it off. Virginia, Virginia Tech, I think is the noon game. Um, Texas Tech,
0: Texas is also at noon. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. There's some,
1: there's, and then the Memphis, the Memphis Cincinnati game, the two 10 and one teams. That think, ought to be really the, good. Maybe the three thirty game. Um, yeah, and UK fans don't want to hear this name,
0: but Wandale Robinson in Nebraska uh, take on Iowa, uh, trying to
1: get to a bowl game. Right? Yeah, um, Iowa's eight and three and ranked, and Nebraska's five and six. App State is ten and one playing a game in the after, in the evening. Pretty. It's a pretty. It's a pretty
0: solid. <laughs> pretty yeah, I mean the Apple Cup. Uh, Washington State, Washington. I always like watching Washington State just because of Mike Leach. They're always entertaining. And then Neil Brown in West Virginia taking on TCU. So, I mean, it goes... Missouri,
1: Arkansas. I mean, are yeah. like there's like 12 games.
0: Uh, it's noon to 8 p.m. Kickoffs from noon to late. So. I'm for it. I think there should be more. I mean, I guess the college football has essentially agreed to
1: give high school football Friday nights, and that's probably the right thing to do. But I like Friday football.
0: Yeah, I for what I do obviously with Fox high school football Friday nights, I hate UK basketball games on Friday night and I hate any college football on Friday night, but all right, so let's, uh, we we will get into, uh, the governor's cup. Uh, we should probably like start fresh on that since we've talked all this other stuff. Um, and we'll start anew on that when, uh, When the Locked On Kentucky podcast continues, let me tell you about DoorDash. Treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCKEDON. Listening on the go? If you can't visit DoorDash right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On sponsors at LockedOnPodcast.com forward slash offers
1: you are locked on kentucky your daily kentucky wildcats podcast
0: nobody is paying me for for doing um doordash like endorsements or anything but since since i learned about doordash about a year ago or so oh, dude yeah. I, I am it's all bad all for, for it
1: it's, it's really bad for me <laughs> yeah <laughs> no
0: kidding um all right so let's get into the governor's cup well, what do you got on over-unders kyle
1: all right, let's, uh, let's jump into those. And th- this will probably sound familiar in terms of the, the subject matter based on some of the stuff we've talked about this week if people have been uh, listening all week. But I'll, I'll, the first one to me is uh, Kentucky over under 250 rushing. Um, and just to, just to recap, Louisville's pretty bad in run defense. And we, yeah. even their coach has sort of thrown his hands up mm-hmm. uh, this week. They're 98th in yards per carry allowed, 102nd in in, uh, total defense, and 105th uh, in scoring defense, uh, 86th in yards per game rushing allowed. Notre Dame, Boston College, Wake, Clemson, Miami, and Syracuse all ran for at least 197 yards uh, against Louisville. And Kentucky, as we know, has been on a crazy tear uh, running the football, so over, under 250.
0: Yeah, I'm saying over, because I looked at this the other day um, in the last, I guess, six games. Since Lynn Bowden became quarterback, Kentucky has averaged 302 yards, I believe, rushing per game. or three. Uh, uh, that may not be the exact number, but it's over 300. It might even be like 325. Yeah, I was going to
1: say, it's more than that, because they've gone yeah. three... With Lynn at quarterback, they've gone 330, 160, 297, 302, 401, and 462. So they've... They have rushed for uh, eleven 1, hundred and sixty-five yards in the last three games.
0: <laughs> yeah, actually, I hold on a second. I've got it right here. Hold on. I had to. I had to go to this other desk. I just. I just realized I had the no, the notepad that I was using to write all this stuff down. Um, here it is. I got. It's three twenty-five. Point yeah. three three. They have rushed for nineteen hundred and fifty two yards since Bowden's been at quarterback. The only, I mean, the low mark is the one sixty against Georgia, but the rest is three thirty, two ninety seven, three hundred two, four hundred one, four sixty two. So it's three twenty five point three since Bowden's been at quarterback. So you ask me if the uh, over under against the the Louisville team that uh, gave up two hundred and sixty yards rushing to Syracuse, I'm going over.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm taking the over there too. I I just uh, you know, and they they may rush for two fifty and have no other yards, but I I feel like they're going to get two hundred fifty <laughs> rushing yards. That's the whole offense. Um, yeah, you know, they they've been over two fifty against the last. They've been over two ninety against the last four teams they played. So I'll take the over there. Uh, the second one, Michael Cunningham, the Louisville quarterback. Yeah. Uh, two hundred and fifty total yards for him over under, and to set sort of set the stage there. Uh, He's got uh, just over 2,000 total yards passing and rushing this season. Uh, They've kind of been back and forth on quarterbacks, but they've settled in on him. He's got 25 total touchdowns rushing and passing, only four interceptions. Um, He has, in terms of total yardage uh, numbers, big games he's had this season, uh, he had 291 total at Florida State, 331 at Boston College. And in the last two games, 251 at NC State and 291 uh, against Syracuse. He, he, also in these last two games, nine touchdown passes, one interception. Yeah. Um, so he's he started to play really well. Uh, the over-under there, 250 total yards for him. What do you say?
0: I'm going to say under because I think Kentucky's defense uh, has to play well and will play well to win this game. Uh, and I think that does include limiting him uh, a little bit. I think he's going to burn them some in the quarterback run game. Um, Passing-wise, I'm sure he'll hit uh, a few big ones, but uh, overall I see his passing being 200 yards or less and his rushing being under 50. So that that's where my uh, thought process takes me to under 250.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm going to take uh, – I wish we were a little more different here. I'm going to take the under, not so much because of him or even that Kentucky will just be suffocating defensively, although they could be. I think also they're going to run the ball quite yes. a bit. I mean, they've got this yeah. star freshman running back who's put up huge numbers. Um, and, so, and then the other thing, Kentucky, we, we've talked about their defense. They're 10th in the country in pass defense, and number one, tied for number one, in fewest passing touchdowns allowed. That, yeah. that's the crazy stat Kentucky has allowed six touchdown passes all season mm-hmm. Mikael yeah. Cunningham has nine in the last two games <laughs> yeah. um, and so um something's something's got to give there again um I, I think he's he stays under um and then the last one we got time before we go to the next segment yeah we should yes there. yeah um mm-hmm. the last over under and this was this one's just kind of in a way I'm just poking fun at my friend Mark Ennis uh who uh runs the rival site the Louisville rival site and does radio in Louisville uh he kind of stepped in it today I guess they did uh he and Justin Rowland the Kentucky rivals guy they did a breakdown of you know kind of a standard thing people do uh you know going through a matchup and seeing who has the edge declaring you know you know offensive line defensive line quarterback play running back play who has the yeah. edge right and apparently, I haven't gone through the details of this, but I've been just following the the fallout on Twitter. Apparently he gave Louisville the edge in punting.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, there's three guys that are up for a Ray Guy award, like three finalists left, and one of them plays at Kentucky.
1: I mean, Max Duffy ranks number one in the nation in in punting average, 48.9 yards per punt. Uh, Homer much? Yeah, he, he had a – and I think it may have just been a, a, an oversight, but uh, he had like a – on top of all that, you know, Max has had the the crazy fake where he ran for a long way uh, yeah. on a play that he kind of had the option on and made that call. Uh, he had last week the, the insane – spear tackle the wwe style tackle on a guy (laughs) where he said he was trying to protect his net punting average um he's he's terrific i mean and he's good at everything you know he does the rugby style he's really good directional and that mark's mark was interacting with somebody on on twitter and the kentucky fans were just giving him hell and he said, "Yeah, he's a nice directional punter, which I assume he's just trying to poke the bear there." Yeah, uh, yeah. but he's much more than that. I mean, he's had like a seventy-some yard punt this year. Yeah, uh, you don't you don't end up with a forty-nine yard average by being a good
0: directional punter. Um, I would like to look at the number of touchbacks he has because I'm sure it's like among the fewest in the country because he's so good at getting it uh, down there inside the ten, inside the twenty.
1: Yeah, and and you know, to Mark's point, Louisville has a good punter. They have a senior punter, Mason King uh he's averaged almost 43 yards or 42.3 yards per punt top 50s, 55th in the country in punting average good good solid punter uh but just as a sort of playful un- over under in this game i'm going to say uh, and this isn't i guess technically an over under who has a better punting average in this game Mason King or Max Duffy i think we're going to be the same again on this one
0: <laughs> yeah it it could be tricky though i mean if UK's defense um Plays well, then maybe Louisville punts it more. And if UK's offense has those long, sustaining drives, and Eddie Grant even talked about it this week about being in the gray area, that because of their kicking game, as far as um, uh, field goals, uh, that they almost prefer to go for it. Like like Stoops tells Grant, "Okay, we're in four down territory to let him know he's got four plays to get right. it here, uh, instead of and also instead of punting." So. Yeah, but um, we're not
1: talking total yard punting yards, just punting. Just, average. Average just the average, the actual average. average. Yeah. So even if Max only gets one off, he's gonna he'll have a, he'll record an average.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I mean, how could I not go with the yeah. Ray Guy finalist? Yeah, I mean,
1: <laughs> you know, it's uh, there. There is some chance involved there, I guess. Or there's the chance that Max gets no punts. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, or one of these, you know, either one of these teams offense could get going and they don't punt. Uh, have a few turnovers and a bunch of good drives, and you just don't punt. But uh, I think
0: Kentucky I, punted once against Tennessee, I believe.
1: Yeah, he's had um, – let me see. His Max has had some games. He's punted – it's pretty impressive. The last three games he's punted seven total times. Wow. Uh, three times against Tennessee, one time against Vanderbilt, three times against UT Martin. So <laughs> – and I don't know. I would have to go back and look, but I would assume that most of those punts came after the the uh, first team offense was off the field for Kentucky. Yeah, UT Martin. So right, right. So anyway, that's uh, that. That's that's what I got on over unders. I mean, I All think right. you know. I don't know if there's anything, any other statistical things or just sort of matchup things that you want to mention before we make our predictions in the final segment, but. Um, yeah, I think Kentucky running the ball and can Kentucky contain a quarterback that started to get hot and has some big play wide receivers, you know, to me is is sort of the story of the game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, we'll, we'll we'll come back and, yeah, and finish up our, our thoughts on, on the Governor's Cup and, um, I mean – there's not a whole lot more to say about the, that matchup. I mean, that's, that's kind of the thing we've talked about earlier in the week as well. But as far as how we maybe see this game going and, and definitely score predictions, we'll, we'll do that when the Locked on Kentucky podcast continues. This is Locked on Kentucky,
1: your team every day.
0: Okay, so uh, running the ball uh, for, for Louisville. Uh, that you, you mentioned that you you thought Louisville was going to try to run the ball, and I, I agree with that, and even uh, Stoops brought it up that, that they are so committed to the run that it, it doesn't matter, that they keep coming back to it and coming back to it, and the reason that they're able to have as many explosive plays as they've had is how committed they are to that running game. I think they're very difficult to defend, and Scott Satterfield, Louisville's coach, had complimented um, Kentucky, Kentucky's defense on how they keep everything in front of them uh, in the secondary. And they're really good at that. And then their size up front and, um, uh, and their front seven in the linebacking, you know, with the linebackers as well. But I, I just see it's very difficult, I think, when you have that threat uh, of the running back and the quarterback run and then that deep ball threat at the same time. Uh, that that is very difficult to defend. Uh, so, I I I think that Louisville could could definitely win this game. Um, I think it's going to be one of those games that comes down to the fourth quarter without a doubt. I mean, it's a rivalry game. Louisville was embarrassed last year. Uh, Kentucky, uh, are they legitimate defensively? Uh, I mean, numbers say one thing, but uh, you know the Missouri game, they didn't. You know, they didn't have to worry about a lot of pass defense there. The Georgia game, they didn't have to worry about any pass defense there. Uh, you're talking about playing an Arkansas team that is the worst team in the Southeastern Conference. You throw in UT Martin numbers uh, that can skew it. So all, all of those things, uh, you know, tell me. And then seeing what uh, Tennessee did with their big receivers – Uh, against Kentucky, those 50-50 balls that Stoops talked about. And, you know, you can say all this about one yard and and short yardage situations and play calling and and whatever about the Tennessee game, but even Stoops said a lot of it came down to how many of those jump balls that Tennessee's big receivers came down with. And Louisville doesn't have receivers of that size, but they do have some good receivers. And so I, I think this is one of those games where, It could Louisville could definitely uh, grab the upper hand and get Kentucky here, but I like that slow, plodding, methodical style that Kentucky's going to play against Louisville's defense specifically. I think that's why Kentucky wins is is because of that ball control offense. Because the best way to beat a team that's explosive is keep it out of their hands, and I think Kentucky's going to be able to do that against a uh, you know a not so stout louisville defense so when it comes down to the fourth quarter i think kentucky has has um has been able to wear them out to that point and kind of pound and pound and pound on them and be physical and win it that way
1: yeah i, I tend to agree with you it's funny because you're talking about louisville you know they're so committed to that run it sounds very familiar <laughs> uh, Kentucky yes. obviously is as well i i actually want to add an over under since we did kind of a, a a throwaway playful one on the on the punting on on the point you bring up there, explosive plays, and we talked about it, I think, on the, two episodes ago, yeah. uh, Louisville leads the country with 27 plays of 40-plus yards from scrimmage. Right. 27, an average of almost 2.5 a, a game. So I'll set right. the number there. 2.5, uh, over under 2.5, um, 40-plus yard plays for Louisville in this game.
0: And Kentucky has allowed four. The entire season. Oh, my God, that's crazy. So, so I assume
1: you're taking the under?
0: <laughs> no, I, I'm taking the over. Here. I don't think okay. Kentucky has seen yeah. the explosiveness uh, that that this team provides. I, I, I can't think of anyone they've played. I mean, South Carolina's not explosive that way. Miss State's not explosive that way. Uh, Georgia, that was a rain game, so that, that wasn't the same kind of uh, deal they were facing there. Uh, and you look at everybody else, I, I just, I can't think of anyone, any, any, you know, offense that's quite like this that they've had to face. So I'm actually going to take the over. I think they will have three, maybe even four explosive plays because Louisville's going to score touchdowns and that's how they're going to do it. And uh, so, so I'll take the over.
1: Wow. Well, we'll finally, we'll finally differ then I'll just, just for the, almost the sake of being different, but I also think Kentucky, you know, uh, I think they could stand up to, to that uh, that style. I think they have some uh, defensive confidence going into this game, based yeah. on what they've done. Uh, that may not help you much if somebody just goes blowing by you. But uh, I mean, yeah, you. they their number Louisville's number one in the country in explosive plays had, and uh, Kentucky's number two in the country in fewest explosive plays given up. Um,
0: that's a great matchup. I,
1: you know, I mean, there, we, so many of these things, you know, we we go, oh, well, they're really good here. Well, the other side is really good at stopping that or vice versa. Uh, or, you know, in the case of Kentucky's run game, they're really good at this. And the other side is very bad at it. Uh, some really interesting matchups in this game. I'll, I'll take the under just because I feel like the, the defense kind of has it rolling now. Uh, also, because... Maybe in in some ways because I think they can you know they can just let it fly with some of the young players that they've redshirted this season, yeah. um, that can play here in these last couple games of the year that are I think very promising. Um, I don't know. I just I I feel like they're going to play really well defensively. I think Louisville will have more success running the ball um, than they will passing it, and I think. Um, it's a lot harder to break those 40 50 plus plays in the running game those I think the the passing game off your running game often leads more to those. so
0: I think it would be you know hugely beneficial as well uh, for Kentucky to start fast to not get punched in the mouth for Louisville yes. not to come out and you know put up 14 points in the first quarter and it's 14 nothing and Kentucky has seemed to be able to learn its lesson from that Arkansas game when they were down you know 13 nothing there. Uh, then they go to Georgia, and, uh, you know, it's hard to tell there with the, the rain, but, I mean, that was a 0-0 game, so that's that that's a good start. At halftime, it was 0-0. You look at what they did, though, Missouri. They jumped out on top of Missouri quickly. They jumped out in front of Tennessee 13 nothing. They jumped on Vanderbilt in a hurry, and then, of course, UT Martin was the, the craziest of fast starts, 16 nothing in a few minutes. But uh, I think they've made uh, an, a point of that. Uh, there's been an emphasis on making sure you get out there and you're the one throwing the punch, not the one dealing with the adversity right off the bat. You're the one causing the adversity. I think that's going to be huge. And then with it being senior day, you know, a lot of those guys could be a little emotional and and be a little amped up, and so it's going to be tough to to manage that as well. But I like Kentucky to get off to a fast start. So
1: make your uh, make your pick, brother. What it what's it going to be? Give me a score.
0: I've kind of bounced around with, with what the total would be, but uh, I am gonna. I think I'm going to go 30-27. I think I've said 29-27 before, but I kind of base it off of, I think Kentucky will score uh, four touchdowns and miss an extra point, but also make a field goal and then hold Louisville to um, maybe a field goal or two uh, in the red zone instead of giving up touchdowns. So, I'll, I'll go thirty twenty seven. That'll be my final Kentucky wins.
1: All right, I'm going to say Kentucky thirty four, Louisville twenty four. Uh, wow! Uh, either and that's either Kentucky gets four touchdowns and a couple of field goals, or they get five touchdowns and miss an extra point. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> the but, missed extra point's got to be in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. But uh, you know, I just keep coming. I I keep coming back to how well they've run the ball. Uh, how much Louisville has consistently struggled to stop that. And that is such, not just because that's one area where you can be successful, but because it bleeds into so many other areas. You're controlling the clock. You're giving your defense a break. You're keeping it away from their explosive offense. Uh, I think they'll run the ball great again. And I think that's going to carry them.
0: Yeah. I got to give credit to one guy I talked to, um, Uh, In the media And that's Nick Roush Who covers uh, Kentucky football For for KSR And he brought up A point that I had Not really Thought about Too much um, But that is That he said This is what he, he Boiled it down to For him Why Kentucky would win And he said Kentucky is better He said football Comes down to Blocking and tackling And Kentucky Is much better At blocking And tackling Than Louisville is and so when you kind of think about it, uh, that's not a bad uh, point to make as far as making your case for which team would win. The only uh, the explosive plays is the only thing that I can really point to that that could hurt Kentucky is if Louisville, I mean, if they're able to burn defenses because like the home run ball, you just you get the right pitch and you knock it out of the park. And if you're able to get that matchup and that chess game works in your favor a few times and Kentucky can't convert on those long drives, then, then you win. But as far as over a 60-minute game, blocking and tackling, there's no doubt that Kentucky is the better team in that department. And I, I like that point.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, to me, if it, just, on, just on eyeballs and what we've seen to this point, it, it's very logical to pick Kentucky, <laughs> yeah. um, but but for all the reasons you said, um, n- neither outcome will surprise me. It would surprise me if Kentucky got blown out. And yeah. It would surprise me a little bit if Kentucky blew them out. Um, but otherwise, you know, if if Louisville pulled the upset in a close game, that wouldn't shock me. Um, right for for those reasons, they could they could hit some home runs on you, but. Um, I think it's going to be fun. I'm glad. Like, this was a big deal when they moved it from the front of the season to the back. Yeah. Um, you know, and people saying it wouldn't carry the same weight. I mean, has it has it hurt the the juice of the rivalry at all? I mean, there's been no, I don't think there's so. there's been years where you know one or both teams were playing to get to a bowl game. Um, you right. Know, there there been uh, there was a year that Kentucky kind of had the the uh, incredible satisfaction of beating the Heisman Trophy winner. Right. Um, you know, it, I think it's great uh, to have it at the end of the season. And uh, to and me, it's... this is another good one because this is about, like, your rival gets to dictate in some ways how you go into the offseason, even if you're both going to a bowl game. You know, if Louisville, if Louisville thumps Kentucky on the road uh, in Satterfield's first year, that's huge. Yeah. Um, you know, and for, for Kentucky to – just pulverize Louisville into dust at the end of last season to, as a exclamation point to their disastrous season. I'm sure that was rather fulfilling (laughs) for Kentucky folks. Uh, Yeah. I
0: mean, for, for, for Louisville, this, this season's already been a success based on what they dealt with last year. Uh, so, I don't know how much it really changes the perception of the season if they lose. It changes it uh, a little bit more if they win. Yes. For Kentucky, I think it changes it dramatically if they lose because what Lynn Bowden's been able to do, uh, I think that takes the shine off of it a little bit, and then it comes back to, well, you guys should have done a better job of, you know, getting a passing game going. Um it just There will be more critics that will come out just because you lost to Louisville. So, I mean, logic will kind of go out the window as far as that goes. And it takes some shine off. And then if you don't win that bowl game, uh, you're a sub-500 team. So, yeah, I think it's that's, huge. I mean, that's the thing, too. Just
1: just winning it guarantees that you, you finish with a winning record. Um, yeah. And they have done that every year in this bowl streak. You know, they haven't had any of those six and seven years, which I think are – You'd probably almost rather not go to a bowl game if you go and lose as a 6-6 six and six team. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I, everyone will quickly dismiss the success they've had in the last few games as crappy competition if they, mm-hmm. turn, if they turn around and lose to Louisville on Saturday. Yeah,
0: absolutely. All right, well, that's going to do it for us on this uh, Black Friday edition of the Locked on Kentucky podcast. I hope uh, you all out there have a wonderful holiday weekend and enjoy the game responsibly. You can follow me on Twitter at D-R-I-E-F-F-E-R. And Kyle is at Kyle Tugger underscore A-T-H. All right. Thanks for listening, folks.
1: You are Locked on Kentucky. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts locked on. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea.